So before we start, Christina, I want to, I, I feel like I have to give both of us some props because we tore it up this week on This Week in Tech. Like, yes, I've done did. that show a lot, but we did, we did an excellent job. That was a really good show this week. That was a great show. I had a great time with you. I only did it. I was like, wasn't going to do it. And then they were like, Brianna's going to be on. I was like... <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I'll be on. And and he even Leo Leo, who's amazing. He called it Rocket West, uh, which was great. We had a, we had this guy Sam uh, uh, sit in for for Simone. Um, he's not as good as you. <laughs> Fair. Um, he's great. He's fantastic. But yeah. you know, he's not Simone. It's not Simone. Um, but 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 he 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 was a very good fill in. And yeah, we had Rocket West. It was pretty fun. It I felt totally like missed cheating. This. It felt like cheating because when you've talked to someone as much as I've talked to you two, it's like <laughs> yeah. you know each other's beats and you know when to like throw up one liners. And it just, if it, it, I felt like we had such an advantage on Sam that it was unfair, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like Sam was fantastic. He's yeah. very smart. And I, I, I thought that he brought a lot to the conversation, but definitely he was a little bit outmatched because the, the, <laughs> the two of us, we have like 150 plus shows together. So. Yes. It's yeah. Did, so you kicked his butt is what I'm hearing. So what I understand is that this week in tech is of course a a popular fighting show where you go <laughs> yes. on and you challenge the other participants to fights and you and Christina tag teamed. Yes, that's there, exactly okay. It. In that's the exactly end, there it. can only be one. Sorry, basically. Sam. <laughs> so we're gonna have him on. No, we want him on genuinely. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Casper and Pingdom. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined tonight by Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress, and Christina Warren, senior cloud developer advocate. Welcome, as always, to our show. <laughs> I love it when you sing. It makes me feel so too. good. Gotta sing. Otherwise, the words don't come out right. <laughs> Oh, after, we're after all really the week tired so today. Far, Let's address that. Yeah, I, I'm very tired. I got on the wrong bus this morning. Can I just no, where did that, you go? That, that was oh no, um, the wrong part of town. <laughs> I got on the uh, wrong company bus and wound up at a different location. And then I had to take. I, I I was a good hour out of my way. It took me longer to get there. And then once I got there, I had to take a 20 minute uh, shuttle ride back to the main campus. It was embarrassing, That's, but it oh is God. what it is. And this is the first time that this has happened to you. Uh, yeah, I wasn't paying attention to whatever the sign the bus said, and I just got on the bus, um, as you know, one does. I didn't realize that there were multiple buses oh, that came. No. Um, so this, I mean, it's on me. It's my fault. In, in fairness, it's been kind of a rough week for me <laughs> uh, on a lot of levels. Yeah. You might have heard that the, the, the little company called Mashable sold to, yeah. uh, to, 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 uh, to Ziff Davis. It's not great. Uh, people were laid off. Uh, not a lot of money made. Um, anyway, enough of yeah, that. Um, yeah, it's, it's it, been really p- p- just p- from p- the outside. It's been it's been hard to watch that. Like there been uh, a lot definitely. of media layoffs. This one was just it seemed um, it very unusually nasty. cruel. Unusually cruel. I think uh, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And then because I'm still so close with so many people who work there, I learned a lot of things. And no, it wasn't great. Um, and and obviously my thoughts are with everybody who is still there, and and especially with the people who are no longer there, um, who were laid off. And and uh, it, it's it's not a great situation. It is what it is. We're always honest with you guys on Rocket. And uh, yeah, so this week has been fun for me. Um, not. Um, but in 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 again to be 100 percent clear, I don't want anybody to be like, oh, you know, Christine is complaining about being mad when other 
look, I'm the luckiest person in all of this. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 yeah. I'm very blessed in all the situation, but all things said, I mean, it, it's not the outcome any of us wanted. And, uh, and it's sad mm-hmm. to see. And you, I mean, you were with that site for like 10 years. Of course you're sad yeah, basically, about it. Absolutely. I, I poured my life into it. So yeah. Can we just like have a second, just say the larger you know, state of media layoffs lately is just so mm-hmm. incredibly concerning. And like, it's in yeah. a time period where we have never needed press more than we do today. I agree. And, and just, it's really, I, really sad. It, mm-hmm. it really, it, it's, it's more than sad. It's, no, it, it's tragic. It's, it's tragic and it's the scary. Country. Yeah, it is. You're, you're dead on. It's tragic. And, and it's, it's, you know, you see, and it's, it's not just tech press, although we've seen a lot of digital sites, but you know, like the, the, um, LA weekly, uh, yeah. which is, you know, it, it was, was kind of bought out by, by some shadow, um, organization and, uh, oh, a lot of people were laid off. Really terrible. You know, um, uh, the same thing happened with, with, with the, the, uh, uh, you know, Gothamist and 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 uh, DNA and info stuff a few weeks back. I mean, it's just it's been a bad time. And I say this, but a lot of people are kind of looking at me and they're like, "Man, you left media at the right time." And and I did, um, but that doesn't make me feel any better. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I still feel yeah, totally compassion for everybody who's there. And um, I'm actually working on a post. I, I should have had it done already, but I'm actually working on a thing about how people who are in media can use their skills um, to find jobs and transfer into other industries because I think a oh, lot of wow. times we don't think that we can do that. And, you know, I have my job at Microsoft because of my work in media, and it's a job that I never would have applied for. I never would have thought I was qualified, and now I'm in it, and I realize I'm really qualified at it. I'm really good mm-hmm. at what I do. But Is I that going to be on medium? I never would have thought I made it. Yes, I think. Uh, yeah, I, pr- I think so. I think so. Cool. Um, I might syndicate it to LinkedIn, but medium, it'll be there. And, and so when that's done, we'll obviously share it on Rocket. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's been hard. Like you said, Bree, there have been so many layoffs, and this is happening at, at a time when a free press is more important than ever before. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just really concerning for, for people who and, care well, about the stuff. And I know we, we need to get to our first topic, but yes, I mean, we, I want, I, we have to say this, like we're living at a moment in time where specifically tech journalism is more relevant to mm-hmm. the state of our democracy today than it yeah. has ever been. We're having Susan very Fowler's serious... Susan on the cover of Time magazine this week. Absolutely. One of the people Absolutely. of the year, as she should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're having real discussions about, you know, does Facebook and, you know, Google do these companies like form modern robber baron situations. And I'm not 100% there, but I think there's a strong argument for it. And this is where the tech press writing about cybersecurity issues, writing about issues of democracy, like these layoffs, this is, it just could not be happening at worse time. So I don't know what the answer is, but it, it could not concern me more strongly. Oh, I've got to start mining Bitcoin. That's what. <laughs> yeah, basically. But about our different, totally different first topic, actually. Yes. Uh, Amazon and Google, their feud, their strange, uh-huh. immature feud continues to escalate with the latest shots fired from Google's side being removing YouTube from Fire TV and Fire TV products and the Echo Show. This, of course, follows a really uh, an ongoing saga which began with Amazon not making Amazon Prime Video work on Chrome products and then refusing to sell the Chromecast on Amazon because it wouldn't play Amazon Prime 
video. And then uh, re- most recently, they they delisted Nest products on Amazon. So Google is doing something equally absurd and being like, well, then you can't have YouTube. This is ridiculous. Yeah. This Are is they five consumers. years old? Pro- actually, yes. that's not not unreasonable for a tech company. But I'm pretty sure these two are not. (laughs) No, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's it's a bad situation. Like you said, you know, now the Nest products are involved. Um, I mean, and and going back to, you know, Amazon removing the children. They are. Well, no, I mean, this goes back even even further in some ways. So the Amazon uh, Prime video app for Android has never actually been available in the Google Play Store. You have to go to um, Amazon's website to install it directly. You have to install the Amazon App Store, and then you have to install the the uh, Prime Store from there. You can't actually install it from the Google Play Store. And going back to the original Fire TV, which was released in I think 2011, or not Fire TV, the the Fire tablet in 2011. You know they were using a fork of Android, but they used their their own user interface and and really kind of askew as much of the traditional Google stuff as possible. Um, when Google released the Chromecast, they released open APIs where anyone could you know, enable their apps and their services to use it. And Amazon opted on not to do it. And I remember actually talking to Google at the time and Google was like, even if the Amazon app is not in our app store, we can, they could still put the code there so that it could work with a Chromecast and, and Amazon opted not to do that for whatever reason. So, you know, this, this feud goes back a really long time, but as you say, now the big thing is, is with YouTube and, and, and Google has used, YouTube is a weapon before. Um, when Microsoft disclosed my employer, but I was not an employer for them then, and 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 so uh, this is just for for historical reference. Uh, when Windows Phone was a thing, and it's not a thing anymore, but when it was a thing, um, <laughs> no, I, I know it, 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 there. Yeah, I mean, I laughed too, and and I was the yeah. one who who used Windows Phone for for ten days and gave it my iPhone and wrote a whole series of articles about it. Um, anyway, uh, and and we we know how well that went. Um, no, when uh, <laughs> when Windows Phone was still a thing, Google, refu- like many companies, refused to write a YouTube app for Windows Phone. And so Microsoft created their own, and then Google broke the API, and then Microsoft continued to kind of try to rewrite them. So Google has a, a, has, has a history of using YouTube as a weapon. Why did um, they not want the Windows Phone to exist? I'm not really sure. I think they. YouTube, I, I don't think it's that they wanted, didn't want to exist. I think they just didn't see enough user base. Google didn't to necessarily create apps. Maybe they saw it as a competition. I'm not really sure. Um, but because of how the APIs worked, which aren't really you know public, it wasn't as if Microsoft or, or any third party company, you know, BlackBerry had this problem too, could build a um, client that would play YouTube videos that would show ads, which mm-hmm. is obviously what Google wants. So if, if you wanted them to show ads, then Google would need to build it. Google's like, we don't want to build it. So, you know, Microsoft had a, a an official YouTube client that that um, Google went out of its way to break, and then other third parties would create, you know, follow-ups, and they're trying to be like a web, you know, version, which which worked okay. And and then, you know, there, there was some, some back and forth with that. So that's not, that's kind of similar to what's happening now. So when the Echo Show which is Amazon's um, Echo product that has a, a, a screen on it. It came out earlier this year, and one of its things is you could say, you know, watch, hey Alexa, watch X video, and it would play it on the screen, and it would get it from from YouTube because obviously there's a million more videos, especially short form videos, on YouTube than there are are on Amazon. Um, and and so you know, Google was like, okay, well, we're going to block this custom app that you've made. And so Amazon's response was, okay, well, we're just going to use our Silk browser and we're just going to direct users to the web version. 
Now what Amazon, not not Amazon, now what Google has done is they've said, okay, well, we are going to take any request that we see coming from a web browser that identifies itself as um, an Echo Show. And, and I don't know if, if it's using like a user ID or if it's using a certain screen dimension or what it's doing, but it's basically saying, we see if it's coming from this device and we're going to block access. Um, and it's just really bad for consumers all in. And, and at the same time, you know, Amazon is hardly innocent here. They're not selling Chromecasts. They're not selling because that competes with the, the Fire TV stick. Uh, they're not selling the Nest products because that competes with the the home yep. products that work yep. with 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 a, the, the the Alexa um, you know line of things. So it, it's bad for everyone. Um, and sadly, um, and then I'll shut up. I promise. Uh, <laughs> this is not the first time we've seen this. Like a lot of people want to be like, oh, this is a new thing. I don't know, Bree. You might remember this. I'm sure you do not, Simone, uh, because you were you were young and, and amazing. But there was a product <laughs> called no. But there was a product for the original Apple TV. The and by original, I don't mean that the the series two or the series three, not I the know black which one. Ones. You mean yeah, the, the, the white big, one. It was basically uh, yeah, the VCR yes. size thing. The one so, that was basically a yeah. Mac Mini. It had a, it yep. had a it had a you know an, an Intel processor, single core processor, and and uh, yep. anyway. Um, there was a product for that called Boxy, and Boxy ended up becoming its own set-top box. But but originally it was it was software that you could run on your Mac or your PC, and then you could also run it on um, an Apple TV. And Boxy basically created um, software app so that you could run Hulu on the original Apple TV. Yep. And Hulu at the time didn't have the Hulu Plus version. It Hulu was not designed to run on 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 your TV was designed only for computers. And in fact, their, their uh, licensees, their partners were like, no, this is only, you can only view this on the computer. And, and we'll pretend that we don't know that people connect their computers to their big screen TVs, but, but that's, this is how this works. And, and so there was, you know, Hulu, you could use it on the box, you connect it to your TV and Hulu went out of their way to fight Boxy's ability to work on the Apple TV. And, and they went back and forth about that for, 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 for a long yep. time. And, and, you know, this, this, this is, you know, uh, eight, nine years ago. Um, so we've seen this sort of thing before, but wasn't not when the same. Sa- then. I know you weren't because you're a, <laughs> you're a baby and you're amazing you and we love you. Amazing. Yes. Um, I had an Apple TV and then there was sp- uh, Zygote Simone outside <laughs> who was young <laughs> and amazing. It was great. It baby was blogger Christina was writing about yes. all this stuff. Yes. Uh, but but yes. we saw all that, you know, we, we've seen this before, but this is the, what makes this more egregious now is obviously, you know, uh, Google and, and Amazon are two of the biggest players. And when mom and dad are fighting, um, it's the kid that loses. <laughs> it and, really and we're is the kids. horrendous because I mean, people who currently who have a Fire TV product January first will not be able to use YouTube anymore, and that's a huge deal for absolutely for a consumer. It's it's really really absurd. And uh, in the piece that's on the Verge, which I believe Neilai wrote, and I'm, Chris Welch actually wrote this piece. Chris Welch wrote a piece on the Verge today. Um, talking about the statements that Google and Amazon have made, which basically boil down to like gritted teeth. We're working this out with each other (laughs) and no mention of we're sorry at consumers who are affected. He hit me first mom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It really is less like my mommy and daddy are fighting and more like my bratty children, except that they have so much power, except that these are billion dollar companies who like just suck it up and it does like honestly to me (laughs) google using youtube as a weapon as you so wonderfully put it christina that's immature and annoying amazon the biggest retailer in the world not listing google products because they compete with its own products 
is that feels nasty to me. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure they do that they're well within their rights because clearly they are doing it, but it just feels gross. No, it does. I mean, you wonder in a different climate, in a different political climate, a different, um, you know, more uh, we're, we're now in a very anti-regulation um, atmosphere. But but in a different political climate, you know, 15 years ago, you would see that this would be antitrust behavior by, from either or both companies, um, either are either, you know, the ability to the inability, the, the refusal to list a product for sale because it you have a competing product would, would be seen as an antitrust violation or the um, you know decision to uh, block access from a competitor's product to your service. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you're not using a web protocol, like I could, I could see if, if Google wanted to take the route of saying you built a third party unofficial client for YouTube for your product mm-hmm. and it doesn't give us the data we want and it doesn't display ads the way that we want to. And so we are going to cut off access to that because you're not using an official API and this is how you're doing it. I could say, Fine, you're 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 kind of being pedantic and you're kind of being you know a butt, but fine. Uh, but when you actually go a step further, but but if you you know what I mean, but you're if you if you but if you really want to kind of you know get on the legalese thing, fine, whatever. But when you make the decision to say even if you're just accessing it from a web view, so it would be the same as any other web browser accessing it, and you're saying because it's viewed on this device. Um, and, and, and an identical, you know, size device that is made by Shmamazon and not Amazon would be able to access it just fine. Um, Amazon? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, well, the well, the, the yeah. knockoff one, I don't know. I'm just saying like, yeah, yeah. you know, that, 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 that is somehow not the, 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 the Amazon being accessed to it make, makes it unallowed. I, again, I feel like in a different climate, you would have regulatory, uh, people caring, but I don't think anyone cares. I, I, and, and again who loses is the consumer mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i mean i have to be honest i look at this situation and i i agree with you this has been a long time brewing there are bigger dynamics here but like look at the short term it really looks like amazon is being the aggressor here i mean i agree with that out, i agree too. it's yeah. flat out anti-competitive like you know not selling nest products i mean that's just indefensible, especially like this is something we've got to look at. Like, why does Amazon not have a serious competitor in the United States? Like Jet, give me a break, right? Like we've really, especially at the Black Friday sales being so strong this year, like we've got to look at why they don't have a serious competitor. So yeah. like you're saying, Christina, that in a better regulatory environment, like we'd have people looking at this. I completely agree. If I'm yeah. elected, I entirely plan to look at this. Uh, yeah, no, it's I mean, childish and it, it really shows the dangers of these large vertical integrations. Mm-hmm. Totally. And one thing we should mention is that a company that has also kind of run afoul of Amazon in various ways is Apple and Apple and Amazon have had kind of a love hate relationship. Um, for a long time, they were partners and they got along quite well. I would say that the first breaking point was when Apple started charging or saying that they were going to charge a 30% fee for any purchase made in an app on their platform. So if you have an app and you buy a product that is a digital good, say an ebook, um, in in their you know early days, you could buy the of the app store, you could buy your ebook, and 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 if you're the company, let's say your name is Amazon, you make all the money. And then Apple changed their mind and said, actually, Amazon. We want to take a 30% cut of every single book that you sell through an app on our product. And Amazon was like, what? And Apple's like, yeah. And Amazon was like, 
bro, no, we don't make 30% profit on the books. How are we going to do this? And, and, and Apple's like, yeah, sorry. Uh, that's, that's what's required. And Amazon's like, but, but you have your own ebook store. Isn't this, isn't this a conflict? And, and Apple's like, no, bro, if you want to be on, if you want your store to be on the iPad, that's what you got to do. And Amazon's like, well, damn. All right, fine. I'm, I'm going to have to like take my bookstore out and just let people access my books. And then consumers are like, dude, why can't I buy a book through the app anymore? And, mm-hmm. and Amazon's like, bro, I don't know. You got to go to this website and we're going to try to make it look as much like the <laughs> iPad as possible. But like, dude, we're really sorry, but we can't even give you a link to it because if we do, then Apple's going to like come <sighs> at us. And consumers are like, damn, dude, like what the hell, Apple? Are, 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 are you kidding me? And Apple's like, look, our hands are tied. This is just what we do. And then like Christina's writing about all this and she's like, Apple, really? And Apple's like, we're not going to talk to you because you don't matter. And then Amazon's like, yo, they're doing this stuff. And then, and then Christina's like, Apple, please talk to me. And they're like, all right, fine. So this is what we're doing, but we have reasons. And I'm like, but really? Uh, and, and then, you know, and then there's like this whole lawsuit between the two of her eBooks and, and nothing ever gets resolved. Oh, and then if Spotify wants to sell music through, through, um, Apple, it's the same thing if they want to sell a subscription. You're like, dude, I, I want to sell my music. I'm titling and this like, episode one woman show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then Apple, sorry. And then Apple's like, all right, cool. You can totally sell your subscription. But again, we want a 30% cut. And, and Spotify's like, yo, again, we don't actually make a 30% profit. And Apple's like, yo, it, it's not my problem. So, so Spotify's like, fine, if you buy the subscription through us, through, through the Apple store, we're going to charge you 30% extra. And, and Apple's like, yeah, you can do that. But by the way, the uh, I, uh, Apple Music, $9.99. Spotify, $12.99. Do, do, do you, dude. And it is what it is. But anyway, I'm just saying like, like this, this Apple and, and Amazon have had uh, their fights. But finally, finally this week, after six months of promises, the uh, Amazon Prime app has come to the Apple TV. Yeah, so you can finally watch. You can finally watch your, your Apple TV stores. I don't it. Your, your Apple TV shows on the on, <sighs> on, on the Apple TV. Um, like and, a dream and what the come good true. news is, is it's not yeah. just the the fourth and fifth generation that the new ones with the App Store. It's even the old one, like the third generation one, like the the cheap ones. So even the ones that have like the terrible interface, um, but the controller that actually doesn't have the terrible touchscreen, those actually get the uh, Amazon. Uh, Prime videos too. Well, yeah, so, but I anyway. hear that if you don't uninstall YouTube from your Apple TV, you can't have Amazon Prime video. So. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that is a lie, but also very funny. I just want to make it clear to people listening. This Simone don't is joking. Don't give them ideas, Simone. Come on. Yeah, for real. For real. Come on. Can you imagine the, the, heat, the fight between Amazon and Google? Picture them both as like large toddlers yes. who are fighting so hard <laughs> that they like knock down their dad Tim Cook and Tim Cook is in the sandbox and he's rolling around and he's confused. That's what that, that would be. But fortunately, it is. it is not that. It's just the two toddlers in the sandbox being but, annoying. But the real dad is Roku. Babies. The real dad is Roku because Roku works with everybody about Apple because Apple's like, if you want your iTunes, you got to buy our stuff. And most people are like, yeah, Okay, so iTunes Roku blows. is their weekend dad and then exactly. Apple oh is their God, like Simone. weekday dad. Roku no, gets them every other weekend. I, 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 would say, I would say reverse because Roku has more stuff. But 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 Apple will take you to McDonald's. Okay, uh, so Apple's See the what cool I'm dad. Is what th- this is the only well, scenario no, where Apple, Apple's well, the cool dad? Because Apple, Apple's the other weekend dad. Is every other weekend dad? So Apple will take you to McDonald's 
and like to hang out in the zoo and stuff because like he feels guilty for not being there that often. But Roku is like always there when you need him, and you're the one you like you scream at Roku. You're like, I hate you. Why are you? I I don't love you enough. And Roku's like, damn it, I've been here for you this whole time. I give you Amazon. I give you Google. I give you Voodoo. I give you everything. I give you Netflix. I give you Hulu. I give you everything. I give you everything you could ever wanted. And I'm cheap and I'm effective and I'm always here. And and we're like, but that's not enough. I hate you, Dad. And then like Apple's just like, you want to go to McDonald's? I got one a happy meal. And everybody's like, I love you, Apple. I love you, Apple Dad. Like it's. Yeah. Uh, Simone, what is happening to our show? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm shutting up now. No, this is great. This is amazing. I'm shutting up now. I'm sorry. No. No. Brianna, do you have anything that could possibly top that? I can't I can't top that. Well, I'm happy I can watch I'm happy I can watch stuff on Apple TV now. <laughs> I so, am too. I'm very excited. Okay. I'm happy I yes. get to listen to Christina. I'm also happy that this episode <laughs> oh. of Rocket is brought to you by Casper. Casper are the company focused on sleep, and they're dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. You spend a third of your life sleeping. If you spend a third of your life doing anything, you'd want to make sure it's as good as it can possibly be. And that is why you need Casper. Casper mattresses are perfectly designed for humans, with engineering to soothe and support your natural geometry. It's got all the right support in all the right places. So what goes into making a Casper mattress so comfortable? They combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality mattress with just the right sink and bounce. Casper mattresses are designed and developed in the U.S., and their breathable design helps to regulate your body temperature throughout the night. And with over 20,000 reviews and an average rating of 4.8 stars, Casper is very quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. They deliver that mattress directly to your door. And if for any reason you don't love it, Casper has a hassle-free return policy. I, for one... Love my Casper mattress. I guess it's probably time for me to remind you all that there is a video of me unboxing it online <laughs> on my YouTube channel. Um, and I could put the link in the show notes. A lot of people are asking me for that. And it took Please me do. like half a year to actually finish the video, even while I was enjoying the fruits of my unboxing labors by sleeping <laughs> on my Casper mattress. Um, I love it. I continue to balance food and glasses on my Casper mattress. Uh, I continue to very carefully do that, uh, although I am lured into feelings of safety because nothing really ever falls over unless I make it fall over, and I I am my own worst enemy. I just spilled water on my bed because I was literally bouncing a glass on my mattress. Literally, as I was speaking just now, I, I, I did that. <laughs> um, again, my fault. The glass has been sitting beside me supported by you know on on its own on the mattress this entire time until now when i started bouncing it on the mattress and then spilled but it's just water it's fine anyway i do love my mattress i sleep on it every day i actually realized that since i moved to new york city while i've been in the city and not like on vacation outside the city i have not slept in anyone else's house or bed but my own and i love my freaking mattress 
way to brag about not having any, not 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 a uh, not having any like uh, walk of shame, Simone. I know. That's just <laughs> my little you. subtle endorsement from me right there. Uh, how are you? Glad 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 they, they are all having the walk of shames from you. See, that's 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 how you do it, girl. There's a bar right across the street, Christina. <laughs> I do what I need to. Um, start some sleeping. Saying, they take the walk of shame. Yeah, exactly. So short. Uh, (laughs) You can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash rocket and using rocket at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. So again, that is casper.com slash rocket and offer code rocket. Thank you so much, Casper, for, for your support of this show. I think all, I think all Christina is saying is that we want you to meet Kate McKinnon, and we yes, want we to be happy every day. That's, that's all we're saying. That's we all do, we're saying. And, and I'll I'm just make saying her do the like, walk of shame. I mean, you, you yeah, and she'll be really ashamed shame too. Um, you know, I know someone who has dated Kate McKinnon, and you're hotter than her. Like she's she. <laughs> I, I I I don't mean that in any way disrespectful to her, but, but yeah. you're hotter than her. So if she could get a date with Kate McKinnon, you definitely could. I'm yeah. sorry. You know someone who dated Kate McKinnon? Yeah. What? Yeah, she also dated Rosie O'Donnell. That's not as impressive, but I'm just saying in terms of like the. Oh my God. I'm just saying, yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so this next topic is one that's going to be a little (laughs) difficult for me to introduce with my set of skills. Uh, I will. I kind of just want to turn it over to you, Brie, for just the introduction. (laughs) Uh, Because I did read the article on Ars Technica. And it made my it, eyes fall out. It's not complicated. Like uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, which I believe in, is kind of destroying the planet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, that's all there is to it. Like we're having some really serious discussions about the amount of energy that Bitcoin is using, which right now it's currently estimated at uh, the exact same amount of energy as Denmark uses. Um <laughs> So, you know, uh, by by the year 2020, if trends continue, it is estimated to use as much energy as the entire planet Earth is using. Now, this article says that the energy use is going to fall, but that doesn't necessarily, even if it falls, it's still an incredibly large amount, right? Well, it's, uh, you know, this gets into blockchain technology and how mm-hmm. it works. So like, let's, uh, let's, let's like really describe it in a way sure. people can get it. So uh, there are a finite number of Bitcoins. I forget about the exact number, but there is like a maximum amount that will ever be mined. The way that the blockchain works is it has to like verify um, both transactions and mine new Bitcoins by doing increasingly complicated problems. And the difficulty of those problems is set by uh, basically the people with control of the the Bitcoin. So it ends up being like a more and more complicated uh, problem. Yeah, and and the idea idea is that as the resources get more rare, get more scarce, the problem gets harder. So in the early, early days, when there's like a, a lot of Bitcoin available, the problem is pretty easy to solve. But as the scarcity decreases, the the difficulty of the problem increases. And that means that the amount of power or computing power that you need to solve the problem increases. 
Right. And, you know, I think it's worth saying, this is something I don't see talked about enough. One of my main reasons of wanting to get involved with Bitcoin from a policy perspective, it's not necessarily like thinking it's a great investment. A lot of it is because Bitcoin is not going to go away and it's in control of Chinese miners. Like we were talking about this on This Week in Tech. You have agents in China that have parked up, uh, you know, shops right on hydroelectric power dams, getting basically energy for free. And they sit there and mine and mine and mine, and they generate a million dollars an hour currently. Yeah. And, and let's back that up. Gives some, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, to, to, to give a little bit of clarification, the way the Bitcoin is mined, it started out that people would use their CPUs um, to, to, to generate the power needed to, to do the computational problems. But as time went on, it, it, people realized very quickly that, that GPUs, your, your graphical mm-hmm. processor, was, was better. And then people started creating custom kind of types of hardware that were GPU-driven rather than CPU-driven to, to use that power. And, and it's not that dissimilar from gaming stuff, as we've kind of seen. And we've talked about a lot on the show that the GPUs is oftentimes you know, more powerful and, and that, that a lot of processing on your computer is taken care of by that rather than your CPU. And that's not dissimilar to what happens with Bitcoin. So in China, what these miners are doing is they have a lot of these custom ASIC you know, chips that are very GPU heavy, that they're, they're buying, that they're kind of building specifically with the goal of mining Bitcoin. They're connecting them to these power systems that they're basically getting for free. And like Bree says, they can generate a million dollars an hour in crypto. Sorry, go on. But I mean, this is the important thing to think about. Like the, they're talking, uh, there are talks right now about adjusting the number of new Bitcoins that are generated per hour, which can be set by like 50% of the people of Bitcoins like setting that. So, you know, essentially what you have is if you look at the, the world economy right now, there is a whole different discussion we could have on Rocket about currency manipulation by the Chinese. That's absolutely a fact. It's absolutely happened. You have them also holding a majority stake in Mm -hmm. Bitcoin. And I know we're kind of getting off the tangent here. But basically, we've got China that is set up and they're just using as much power as they possibly can to get as many Bitcoins as is possible. And right now, the trajectory the Bitcoins are on, it's just not sustainable for the planet. It's really, really terrible for the planet. So I think this is a really difficult uh, policy problem, particularly because the entire point of Bitcoin is it's decentralized. Like there's no central authority to set the rules on environmental destruction around it. So yeah, you're right. And and the problem too, I would say, um, and this becomes where it becomes like geopolitical, is that when Bitcoin was largely uh, kind of controlled by miners in the United States and Europe. you could kind of say that there would be maybe a government or, or at least there would be some sort of like balance in terms of, you know, charging people who are using power a certain amount. And, 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 and also, I, although I would say that at this point, if most of Bitcoin's activity was happening in the U.S., the fact that it is now $13,000 a coin would more than likely offset whatever power costs you're doing. It, it was one thing when they were six $700 a coin, the amount of power required to generate, you know, people could wind up underwater. At this point, it would be hard um, – to use that much power in a month, at least in a residential place. Um, but but when you have it controlled in China, and, and China as a nation, I mean, th- this is not me being xenophobic at all. This is just, you know, being honest. Um, a- a- as a nation state, they don't care about pollution the same way that, that, um, that, that, that nope. like the Western world does. They just don't. Um, that, that is not their concern. 
they don't have the incentive to clamp down on things at all. And, and so it does become, I think, a, a, a bigger, um, you know, I'm not economic, uh, a bigger uh, ecological uh, problem. And um, this, I think, as the, the, the price of Bitcoin continues to go up, more and more people are in, in, in areas are, are starting to invest in, in wanting to mine faster and faster. And that creates, um, you know, even larger, inter, you know, consumptions of energy. And it's worth saying, like the the cost of this computational problem, like checking your work, showing your work on the you know on the ledger, the blockchain ledger, that's part of the security of Bitcoin. Like yes, having these how be it works. more that's the whole and more point. complicated problems. So um, honestly, like I I and I'd love to get your take on this, Christine, because I think we may have different opinions here. Mm-hmm. My opinion is this cat is out of the bag. Blockchain is you know. Blockchain is a technology with a lot of applications outside of, you know, just cryptocurrency. That's sure. here to stay. I agree. Bitcoin as a whole is not going to go anywhere. And I think this, I see an attitude on the left that just because a lot of cryptocurrency people are libertarians, and that's a fact, and I'm not a libertarian, that they kind of want to go, uh, I just kind of pretend like this thing doesn't exist. And I think that's really not a constructive attitude. I would agree with you. And I, and I think that um, you're probably right, because the early adherence to Bitcoin, and this goes way back to 2008, have been, for the most part, been like more libertarian in nature. And, and, and it, or, or even, I w- in some cases, I wouldn't even say libertarian. I would say, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, like, almost anti-government entirely. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, anarchist, uh, yeah. anarchist yes. Yeah. A- anarchist capitalist, you know, I mean, you've kind of had that kind of, you know, realm and, and now you were finally starting to see the more traditional financial solutions or not solutions, the more financial institutions, um, accepting and, and admitting that the Bitcoin and the crypto might actually be a thing, uh, because the, the value continues to increase so much. But when this happens, you have to say, okay, well, what is this value really in? I mean, how different is this from, from say, you know, junk bonds in the 80s? Or, or how different is this from any sort of other, you know, kind of futures investment? Especially when, as you point out, it takes so much power to, to mine. And, and, and it, you know, the, the price keeps going up. But what's interesting, I think, in, in, in um, I guess, uh, that's happening in parallel with this is that as the energy consumption is going up and, and as the price is going up, the actual uses for Bitcoin are going down. So I was approached to do an article and, and the page just wasn't good enough for me to bother. Um, a couple months ago, uh, about like try to find a place where you could buy, you use Bitcoin in the real world. And part of me was sort of intrigued by the article's conceit because I was like, what a very 2012, 2013 article. Um, but the interesting thing is that I think that in 2012, 2013, 2014, you could have actually found more places to use Bitcoin than you could in 2017 when Bitcoin is more valuable than ever. So Bitcoin at this point, I, I you know, if you actually want to use it as a micropayment thing, uh, you know, Steam announced today, Wednesday, as we're recording this, that they are no longer going to accept payments using Bitcoin. Microsoft uh, uh, stopped accepting Bitcoin as payment in their store, I, I think, a year or two ago. Um, places that used to say, you know, you can use this as an alternative payment method have turned it off. And it's not because 
of their problem necessarily with crypto as a whole. It's because the problems that, that, that Bitcoin were supposed to solve didn't come to fruition. It was It's too much of a hassle to accept. the. Um, in, in the case of Steam, they're saying that the processing fees associated with Bitcoin are incredibly high. And then the volatility of what Bitcoin is worth makes giving refunds or handling stuff very difficult. And so it costs them more money to accept Bitcoin um, than, than it would just regular cash. And so what's in it for them? They're, they're literally, there's no advantage for them to, to accept this type of currency. Beyond that, one of the original kind of selling points with Bitcoin for, to use as a purchasing mechanism was that it was um, untraceable. So you could make a purchase and people wouldn't be able to trace it back to you. And that's why it was used in Silk Road and, and other kind of underground places to, to, to buy drugs and other black market products. But now with the advent of Coinbase and, and other major exchanges, it's fairly easy to look at the ledger and look at those services and know who's buying what. So the advantages of using Bitcoin as a currency have really gone away, whereas the advantages of Bitcoin as an investment vehicle and, and as you know an annuity have gone up. Hmm. I, I I wouldn't I I think that's a limited view, Christina. Okay, in, fair in, enough. Please well, argue no, with me. In, in my opinion, in my sure. opinion, from what from what I see out there. You know, I, I, I can't remember these statistics off the top of my head, but this was in uh, the star of Matt Taibbi's last book. It was just a really, really shocking list of um, uh, basically polls they did on faith in American institutions. And it found some really shocking things, like 40% of United States military personnel think that the government is hiding something with the 9-11 hijackings, like somehow they're responsible for that, like faith in American economic institutions and, you know, like the the belief in the the validity of them has plummeted. Uh, There's like a basic belief in democracy overall that's just gone downhill and downhill and downhill. So I think when you're talking about – like the logical value of the use of this currency to somebody like Steam, you're dead on. I completely agree with that. I think a lot of the passion for Bitcoin is more emotional because like well, a majority a of, of – yeah, go ahead. But but again, that's kind of what I'm saying. I'm saying that the practical yeah. uses have gone down. I'm saying as an annuity, yeah. it's increased. Yeah, but that, but 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 but, but um, you can't use it. I mean, we've even seen. I can't remember where I saw the statistic, but since two thousand eight, you know, the number of places, or even since two thousand thirteen, the number of places that accepts Bitcoin has stayed flat or fallen, whereas the price has increased, you know, twenty thirty fold. Yeah, that and there's I something wrong. With, there, of, there's there's something yeah. wrong with that picture. I'm just saying, if this is really the future of some sort of currency thing, then you would see an increase in places that accept it, and you haven't. You've well, seen a you've decrease. Seen other, you've seen other countries, uh, and forget, like this isn't something I looked at right before the show, but you do have other countries around the world that have worked with cryptocurrency and Bitcoin to kind of shore up their falling uh, financial system. Okay, so, sure. But again, but again, yeah. I look at that as an investment vehicle. I'm not saying, but, the, yeah. but you're not looking at other currencies who are saying we're going, now going to back you know, the lira or whatever with Bitcoin, because that's not happening. You're not looking at those places that are saying we will accept this as our currency. You're seeing it as an investment strategy, which again, I'm not disputing. I question, and I think this is where you and I differ a little bit. I question how long this bubble lasts and how far it will do, you know, how far it will go. I I personally am am much more, I think, um, cynical and kind of see this as being, you know, yeah, I, I see this as like, very high right now and people who are invested in it right now are in a great position and if you get out early you're probably going to make a lot of money i think a lot of other people who are going to get in seeing at this at this kind of this height and who knows it'll probably go higher 
could lose a lot of money. I, I see it and I think, I think the same thing is what we saw with junk bonds. But again, I could be totally wrong. I'm someone who invested a ridiculous amount of money in a new media company and lost it all. So <laughs> don't listen to me for financial advice. No, Let me no, make no. that very clear, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I mean, I, I, I feel like, I, I don't know. Um, I'm always so skeptical. This is, yeah. I mean, with, this is the my belief of what's going to happen. This is sure. my belief of what's going to happen. Um, I think it's really hard for us to, I think people forget just how much faith we lost in the United States uh, economy when Lehman Brothers fell and like yeah. the entire world economy is going down the toilet. Yeah, Mr. Robot, this whole season is about the next uh, you know, Lehman Brothers failing and the economy going in the tank and basically cryptocurrency being a new uh, tool for corporations to like control things. For me, and I'm sorry to get a little bit political here, I look at the Republican tax bill, I look at the oversight of Dodd-Franks being shredded, and I look at the, the oversight we put in place at the 2008 financial collapse, and I see all those structures going away. And it is entirely believable to me that there's going to be an event where you know, cryptocurrency, the fact that it is decentralized and it is not based in you know, these disastrous, you know, outcomes. I, I can see it being something like the, almost the disaster capitalism alternative currency. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, I, and, so, I, and I feel that I, I don't, I don't yeah. doubt you. And I think, I think you're dead on when you say with what happened with Lehman and what happened with, um, uh, uh, what was the other one? Um, what was the one that fell before Lehman? Um, Bear Stearns. Are you talking about Bear Stearns? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, you know, I, and I, I can see those corollaries, right. But I also kind of wonder, I, again, to go back to my eighties analogy and I hate, I'm sorry to keep doing that, but I, I wonder like, which part of Bitcoin is the, you know, the, the Drexler Burnham Lambert, which was the big, you know, junk, uh, junk, junk yeah. fund, you know, it's, where, it's yeah. where Michael Milken and Ivan Boski worked. And it's what ended up kind of being responsible. It was it, at its height, it was the fifth largest investment uh, firm in the United States, according to Wikipedia. And it fell and it, 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 um, it you know, it, it was largely responsible for, for the junk bond, you know, kind of drop and that collapsed the stock market and had a hugely negative impact on, on the global economy. So, I mean, I think it could go either way, right? But I, I don't disagree with you. I think a lot of people don't have faith in the traditional systems, and I think that's totally fair. Um, and I, I just and, and I think that you know, the blockchain, there's a lot of useful technologies with the checking and balances that it provides. I just feel like in some case, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Right now, I'm what bothers me about Bitcoin is, as you say, the amount of energy it's using, which is going up, and 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 is not going to be sustainable. Period. Um, coupled with the rising value, coupled with the lowered acceptance in any way other than, as I said, as an annuity, as an investment you know, piece. Um, yeah. and, and so it, it's all based on faith. And so what happens if something else happens, you know, if, if, if something happens to, to, to drop it? Maybe nothing will. Maybe the same way that we've been, you know, we haven't been backed, uh, the United States currency hasn't been backed by gold in 40-something years. Maybe that will, you know, since, since Nixon, maybe people will continue to feel confident in Bitcoin, maybe not. I don't know. Um, and again, don't take financial advice from me. I, I, <laughs> I should have invested my money in Bitcoin and not in what I did invest it in. Um, but uh, I, I'd certainly be better off. But I, I don't know. I, part of me just I, I, I'm I'm worried when I see prices going up, value going up, energy consumption going up, and then the amount of places you can use it going down. 
I, I think that's dead on. I don't think we really disagree on anything. <laughs> so, Once again, you've managed to not disagree, yeah. even though we, we really thought it was going to be a good fight. <laughs> we thought it was going to be a good fight. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, s- yes, sorry, yes. audience, for not fighting. But well, yeah, let's no, get, but, let's but get I, whoever we'll, you we'll beat up on, on Twitter on. back yeah. here. Yeah. And maybe yeah, I, I just want Bree to be elected so that Bree can be smart and we can actually have someone in office who understands this stuff. Because this is the thing that concerns me. I'm going to get on my soapbox so you don't have to, Bree. I'm really bothered that all this stuff is happening and that the people, not just on our like, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, committees around, you know, cyber and defense and whatnot, but in a lot of our financial committees don't seem to have a good grasp of this stuff and don't even seem to be prepared for it. And that's really scary to me when this is, again, increasingly becoming where people invest all the time. And and this is like epitome of first world problem, but this is going to be. This is kind of a, a look at our future. I sit next to people on the bus in the mornings who have Coinbase and other apps open, and I look at how they're trading their crypto. And I'm jealous because I'm like, God, I wish that I were smart enough to put my money in those things. And But I'm also not that risky. Um, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not that much of a gambler, but you know what I mean? But I, but I see people doing that. And so increasingly, some of the youngest and more educated amongst us are starting to diversify their portfolios in crypto. And I feel like so many people in the government have no understanding of it whatsoever, and that's going to be a really big problem when either things go through the roof or things go poorly, Mm. you know? Well, I mean, and this is the last I'll say on this. This is why I think it's important, Christina, because like China – Okay, there are two options here, right? Like Bitcoin is does continue to be something that's important in the world, financial world, or it crashes and burns, right? Right. Like, what would you put the odds on that? 50, 50, Probably. one in three. Yeah, 50, 50. Let's, I, I, but let's, I don't know how long we're projecting on this. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, okay. So, but let's say for 20 years. I mean, I'll okay, say sure. a one in three chance in 20 years, Bitcoin is still a force. I would agree. China with you. has gone through and for. An, uh, uh, an ultimate pittance of hooking some people up at a hydroelectric power dam. Yeah. They've gotten a real control over this. Yeah. You, and, the United and they States have, has yes. been asleep at the wheel because we don't have leaders that understand or care about this stuff. And no, I think on. it's just, it's a bigger issue in the United States of we're not making really big bets mm-hmm. on where technology is going to be 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line. And we're we're going to get screwed, you know? No, I mean, I think you're dead on. Because if you do assume that even if it's not worth the astronomical fees that it is now, even if it were to stay consistent, you know, say 20 years from now, and China owns the majority of whatever Bitcoin is available, then that gives them tremendous amount of, you know, global spending power, um, potentially, versus the U.S. You know, that adds to their additional funds and all their people. And yeah, you're right. That, that That's a huge problem. If that becomes a financial instrument that we're judging things on, you know, um, rather as opposed to gold, that's a real problem. You're, you're completely right. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Pingdom. Start monitoring your websites and servers today at pingdom.com slash RelayFM. You'll get a 14-day free trial. And when you enter offer code Rocket at checkout, you'll get 30% off your first invoice. Pingdom is focused on making the web faster and more reliable for everyone who has a website. And they do this by offering powerful and easy-to-use tools and services. I want to rewind for a minute. Everyone who has a site, that's everyone. That's just everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody in the world. Pretty much. I'm I'm, going to go... I'm going to 
stake my my life on it. I'm going to claim my what? Yes, I'm going to stake my dignity on it. I don't know. I'm going to do something with that. That's my wild claim for the night. Anyway, the point is, if you're a Pingdom user, monitoring and monitoring the availability and performance of your server, database or website will be a breeze. Pingdom takes care of this by using more than 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site, checking its availability as often as every minute. These days, websites are becoming more and more sophisticated and very often include several dependencies, such as, for example, contact forms, e-commerce, checkouts, logins, uh, search functionality, and tons more stuff. I can bet you probably, I know I have contact forms on my website. Um, I should do search functionality. That's a good idea. Yeah, I have at least one of those things, and I'm sure that, (laughs) you know. You probably have one of those on your website, too. Pingdom makes it possible to monitor the availability of all of these key interactions so that people will have them be able to use your website. Stuff breaks on the Internet all the freaking time. Every month, Pingdom detects 13 million outages. That's more than 400,000 outages every day. So whether you have a small website or you're managing a a complete infrastructure, it is super important to monitor its availability and its performance. All Pingdom needs is the URL that you want to monitor and they'll take care of the rest. And when they detect an outage, you'll be immediately alerted so you can fix the error before the downtime affects you. You don't want to be caught with your pants down when someone wants to access your site. You need Pingdom. So check it out today. You'll be the first person to know when your site is down. You won't have to get like tweets or emails from someone who is like, I tried to go to you. That's so embarrassing. Don't let that happen. Go to pingdom.com slash relay FM. That's P-I-N-G-D-O-M dot com slash relay FM for a 14 day free trial. And then use the offer code rocket at checkout to get the 30% off your first invoice. Once again, that's pingdom.com slash relay fm offer code rocket thanks so much pingdom for your support of the show and relay fm can i say something really quickly before we go to our final absolutely of course guys if you listen to rocket you want to support our show i just want to like let you know something that you know when sponsors go on our show and they say use the offer code rocket they are looking to see how many people that sign up with this stuff use the offer code rocket. That's how they to track see it. If they're going to keep sponsoring. Yeah. To track it and see if they're going to keep sponsoring this show. So I just say, if you use, uh, if you use our sponsors and you should like, please be sure you do that. Cause it definitely helps us mm-hmm. out a lot. Yeah. Don't use any of those other podcasts offer codes. No, no they're, no, they're no, filthy. No. We are they're working terrible. on taking them only all rocket. off the air so that only rocket will be left. I can't wait for that day, but until then, our offer codes. I am really excited for our last topic because it's going to be super fun. For the first time, I think, we're doing a Rocket Holiday Gift Guide. Yes, we are. The format that we're doing, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Brie, we're each naming best gift for ourselves. Yeah, well, that's one topic. One topic. topic. Gift for under $100. Under $100, yes. And then worst gift. The flat-out worst gift that the tech industry has to offer. Yes. And I'm going to put these lovely links in our show notes, and I'm so excited. So um, (laughs) I think, obviously, we should save worst for last. What do you guys think about that? Yes. Let's start with under $100. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Bree, tell us about your under $100 selection. Okay. 
So this is not a tech industry thing, but we talk about entertainment enough that I think it's related. So have you guys seen the Deadpool uh, Rival Blasters? They're a GameStop exclusive. Have you seen that? No. No, but I wish I had. So so Rival is, you know, most Nerf guns, they shoot darts. Rival is a series of uh, Nerf guns uh, meant for adults. It's very much a response to paintball guns. So it fires these little yellow tiny balls very, very fast and very, very hard at 100 feet per second. So it's a very, very accurate Nerf gun. It doesn't doesn't hurt when it hits you. Like it stings for a second. Uh, So they have like huge like $100 kill everything in sight, like uh, the Nerf Nemesis. But I recently got the Nerf uh, Deadpool Blasters. Uh, so these are like 100 it's uh, $60 for a pair of them. And they're like chamber, and you can put five uh, high-impact rounds in them. And it's a really, really fun gift. I'm not a huge Deadpool fan, but these are some <gasps> of the not? best so engineers. Well, it's good. I'm just saying I'm not like, okay, you know, I, I like Deadpool, but it's not like, oh, I got to go buy those Deadpool guns. Uh, but the Deadpool pair of Nerf guns is genuinely just a fantastic product. It is so much fun to shoot your partner or spouse if you're uh, married. <laughs> and I highly recommend this. Okay. So apparently they're not available online from GameStop, mm-hmm. but they are available in stores near me. So I'm now tweeting people that I work with to find out if I should buy these or not. Because <laughs> they're these really sound good. great. They're really okay. good. I Brie, I love my favorite thing about you is your expertise for nerf products. <laughs> well, you're it's very, uh, so yeah. wonderful. <laughs> I have a lot of different, uh, I like from cars to computers to Apple stuff to yeah. You have a lot of real. a lot of sides to you. you you're a very yes. well rounded person. I'll, I'll go for Thank my you. my under one hundred gift. Uh, it's actually two things, uh, but it, it's still under a hundred, so I think it counts. Um, the first one is a USB C to three point five millimeter headphone adapter. And the yeah. second one is a lightning to, to 3.5 millimeter headphone adapter. <laughs> That's so funny. You're not wrong. They're is both this a $9. On the fact that I missed the show tonight and delayed us for an hour because I didn't have a dongle? Simone's too to nice Simone? for that. See? Honestly, yes. this, is what, this was my idea even before. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not that, I can't think of that many, like, gadgets and stuff that i'd be super super excited about it off the top of my head like i don't know and then i thought no a dongle because my roommate was texting my ex-roommate was texting me just last night being like what 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 should i get the pixel or the pixel 2 and i was thinking about it i was like obviously the pixel 2 is a better phone and it's waterproof and all that and then i was like wait there's something you should know sandy (laughs) i like the dongles in the box so i guess if you have that but you know what get ready get ready for the the dongle lifestyle Get someone just all every single headphone adapter dongle. All right, that's my under $100 gift. What have you got, Christina? All right, so like you, I have two. So the first is also not tech-related. Uh, and I actually stole this idea from Brie. But um, I think that if you're a fan of, uh, of, of good, uh, uh, a different type of uh, fiction, you should uh, look at uh, Daria DeFore's uh, <sighs> yes. books. 
and and you should use that uh, on your Kindle. You can get a Kindle yes. Paperwite, which is a great uh, device for under hundred dollars. Oh, so I get want yourself a Kindle, Kindle Paperwhite, Paperwhite and then buy. So badly, I, I do too. I love the pen, Kindle Paperwite; it's fantastic. Get a Kindle Paperwhite, get it pre-owned, or even get it new. It's a little over hundred dollars. It's still great, uh, and, and get yourself some Daria to four books. I would say for my under $100 gift, and and you guys have heard me talk about, we had a whole show about this, and I begged Nintendo to sponsor us, and they didn't because they're terrible, mm. uh, but I love them anyway. I still do think if you can get the the, the Super Nintendo Classic Edition for 80 bucks, honestly, um, especially if you hack it and then you're able to put other ROMs on it, which is so easy to do, I think that that's, that's my favorite like under $100 gadget of the year. Yeah. I'm still playing mine all the that's time. Really good I am too. I don't I am know too. if you are. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm playing working, it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm almost done with uh, Secret of Mana. I beat Super Metroid. I'm working on Legend of Zelda right now. I freaking love mine. Yeah, no, it's so good. And especially once you you know, you know hack it to add other stuff to it, it's really fantastic. Um, honestly, like that to me, I thought last year, I thought that the NES Classic Edition was one of the best get, get gifts of the year. I think this is even better. Um, it's so good. It comes with two controllers. Yeah, it, it, they're, they're easier to find, even if they're not easy to find. Yes. That, mm-hmm. that that would be my pick. I would also say, as, as a runner-up, as a total like follow-up, those stupid pop socket things that you put on the back of your phone that everybody has and loves and are dumb as hell. Pop socket? What are you talking? You about? know what I'm talking about? Like they're the little things you pop on the back of your phone case, and then it pulls out, and it can kind of act as a phone stand, or can like you can hold it oh, between yeah, your fingers. Those are huh. dumb. Yeah, yeah, they're dumb as hell. Uh, kind of like yeah. you know fidget spinners. But yet I, I have one. I got a Taylor Swift oh, one. No. I'm not going to lie because I got it for free because <laughs> I bought merch. Of course you did. Well, okay, I had to spend a ridiculous amount of money um, to, to game the system so that I could get early access to the presale, and then I, I spent a ridiculous amount of money on tickets, whatever. Uh, I lost a ridiculous amount of money this week, so I, I, I deserve it. Um, you do. So I, uh, I, I, I got a free pop socket, and um, I have to say they're dumb as hell, but I kind of dig them. So uh, it, it, cheap pre, uh, uh, pop socket, uh, a few Daria to four books, and a uh, Super Nintendo Classic, and you're still going to wind up under 100 bucks. Those are my picks. You can get a pop socket of Santa Dabbing, which is just the epitome of 2017 right there. Oh, my God. All right. <sighs> so best, best gift for you. Brianna, what Best you got? gift? Well, I already have one of these, but I'm going to say the best gift, I think, for the entire year to get your loved one. I think the product of 2017 is very clearly the Nintendo Switch. Yep. Um, yeah. You, totally you stole mine, and I'm going to just mine jump too, on the bandwagon with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, and me, we just saved real. some time on the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, this is – it's $300. When we first started talking about this, the library for this really wasn't there. Uh, we're looking at this now in December, and the so games good. are there. Super the indie Mario games Odyssey. are so good amazing christina mm-hmm. uh you know super mario odyssey so game good. of the year mario rabid kingdom just an amazing game uh this is this is a this is the best system nintendo ships since the snes in my opinion i mean and, i would probably say nintendo yeah. 64 but yeah i mean i'm okay. with you i, th- I, th- I mean legit, I, yeah legit, honestly completely. i feel like the nintendo yeah. 64 ushered in 3d gaming even if it wasn't as competitive later on with with the playstation because you know playstation was able to do you know better uh, full motion uh, graphics and stuff and whatnot because of the size of this the cd-rom stuff still i i think yeah i i think snes is is, is a fair argument to make too but i'm Sure. I think this is this is certainly their best modern system in quite a few. Years, mm-hmm. It's I the best one of this, yeah. of, the, of this century, without doubt. Yeah. And if you get yeah. it for the holidays, then you can uh, 
play it when you're traveling back to wherever you're from. So, well, that's the thing, know. right? Like, I originally was able to get mine uh, when I was uh, – I bought it as my, uh, you know, treat to myself for getting a new job and moving across the country gift. And also, really what it came down to is I was like, I'm going to be on a really long flight and, and I want to be able to play something on the plane. Uh, plus, GameStop happened to have um, a bundle that, shocker of all shockers, wasn't actually overpriced. Um, and so I got one in May. And six months later, I still love it. Uh, but what I love about it, like I play it connected to TV, but I play it more often than not on the bus on the way to work in the morning. Mm. You know, I play, I play it remote and, and I love it. You know, it, it's it's that it's so funny because I don't do the stupid stuff they did in the ads, like multiplayer wise, you know, having, you know, it setting up on its kickstand and have me with one controller and another person with another controller. Like, I don't do that crap, but I do use it in the different scenarios way more often than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nintendo has their uh, their bundles up on Amazon now, so you can get it bundled with um with a game like Mario Kart 8 or Zelda Breath of the Wild or Super Mario Odyssey, Zelda. obviously. Zelda. Zelda, Good yeah. Zelda. Zelda, I, yep. I definitely, I <laughs> twice in the last week, and I know I've talked about buying one forever, and I it takes me a long time to make a purchase like this. I have to talk about it for a while before I finally do it. And I'm <laughs> definitely finally going to do it. And I'm the reason is because then I can to. ask for games for Christmas. That's the thing. Oh, you can ask yeah. for games. I know no um, one can, can afford games. to get me the actual console. I can do that myself. No, but no, you can do that, but, can but we can all get for. you games, and then you can download games, or you can buy them. No, I mean, it's great, and I mean, I'm so happy I got mine. I got mine. The bundle I got happened to have Zelda, the Zelda DLC, Mario Kart, um, and um, a, a bigger memory card all in the same thing. Nice. Um, and it, it, was, it, was, it was actually a very good bundle, but no, I mean, it's... I'm, Simone, if you get it. that, the next time I roll into New York, I'm bringing all my Zelda Amiibos with me. I'm bringing all my Zelda champions. I'm bringing Ocarina Link. And I'm going to let you uh, unlock Epona on your Christmas <gasps> one from this one. It's going to so be nice. glorious. Dude, now, be yeah. glorious. Brie, you also, there was a laptop that you linked us to. Uh, yeah, that was cool. No, that was Christina. Oh, oh my God. Christina, you like it? Yeah, I printed it out. Yes. Um, I was just going to yes. say, so so this week, uh, uh, Microsoft, the company I work for, uh, full disclosure, uh, announced that with HP, they are finally releasing. This was kind of teased like a year ago that that Windows 10 will be running on ARM, and this isn't like what the old Windows RT, which was terrible, was. This is like you'll be able to run full Windows apps. It'll be run in kind of an emulated mode. We're not exactly sure what the performance is going to be, but it sounds like it's going to be quite good. And these are Snapdragon processors, but the idea is basically you can get an LTE equipped. 10 inch laptop with a 20 hour battery. Really cool. impressive. Uh, so that kind of takes us into the worst products of the year. Totally. Bree, I'm sure you have opinions on this. Uh, hit us up. Okay. So I, I have a fun one, but uh, yeah, please I think the thing I'm going to say is, uh, you know, we've talked about this a little bit on the show. I'm going to say the current worst product of the year is the current MacBook Pro line. Mm. Um, I, I'm, oh, that's cold. Get some angry, wow. I know that's we're going to get some angry letters. I mean, but not, not even trying to be y'all. funny. We are, we are going to be buying a video machine, a dedicated video machine for motion graphics and video production in my campaign office. And y'all, like, I have... We've looked so like we've deep dived into the MacBook Pro and longevity reports. And I tell you guys, like the value just ain't there. It's just not versus the iMac. And I think it's really time for, you know, I, I want the MacBook Pro to be the best computer 
on the market, but it's just not, uh, you know, the touch bar is a gimmick, the scissor, uh, I'm sorry, the butterfly keys. I just don't think they're working. And I think Apple needs to really rethink that product. So, but my other thing, my more humorous thing I would say is, do you guys remember the, uh, the hair coach, like scientific, like hairbrushing brush? That oh my God. That was going to be mine. That was going to be mine. Actually. Oh my God. We are all like having the same things. That would be mine. So I almost went for that, but I, I fortunately, yes. Christina, do you have a yes. runner up for smart yeah, or product? Tell about or, that. or actually, tell Christina, about that. you tell remind about us that. about yeah. the smart hairbrush because yeah. I think that was yeah. way uh, earlier. That was probably after CES. Yeah. It was at CES where I saw it. It was ridiculously dumb. And I was even like asking them questions about like, what was this made of? And they were like, not telling me. It was, it's so dumb. It's like this two or $300 hairbrush that's supposedly smart, but then it can't even tell you like how oily your hair is or, I mean, it's just really <laughs> not, it's just a bad product. Nebulous hair health quotient. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, it's just ridiculously bad. Um, so I would say though, but the only thing I would say that we worse than that, it didn't technically come out in 2017, but we all really learned about it in 2017. And then it died in 2017. I got to say the Juicero. Oh my oh. God. Juicero. Oh. That was such a good week for me. Oh, I got so much amusement out of reading about freaking Juicero. All Juicero takes, yeah. Yeah, the Juicero was so bad. So yeah, the the the, the, the Karate's hair coach was awful, right? Yes. But, uh. Uh, but, but I think the Juicero, I mean, you know, RIP the company, but literally like a $700 juicer that you squeeze with your hands, it is just as, as smart. Like, honestly. I what think could be we more needed that story in 2017 because so many other things were very, very bad. And then I could read about <laughs> yeah. this almost slapstick juice situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and then you guys, there's something in it for everyone. Um, I- I- Ivanka's brother-in-law was an investor. And Ivanka like what? was part of like, yeah, uh, Joshua Kushner, his his company, oh, his, his venture capital fund. Carly was, was, was Boyfriend? Boyfriend, yes. Yeah, he's very cute. Uh, he, he's, you know, unlike Jared, he has he has hair. Um, he's very cute, I have to say. Um, but yeah, he was, an, he was an investor. And and uh, both Carly Kloss and Ivanka did like SpawnCon like Instagram things with them. Uh, yeah, total failure. But mm-hmm. that, that, that was amusing to me. Uh, was like all the high profile people like, oh, I'd love to get my juice this way. It's like, no, you don't. You just love to get that Instagram money. Um, <laughs> Yes. My worst product of the year, uh, and it, it it is this year, uh, the smart vibrator that stole your data. <gasps> that was on my list, too. Oh, that was on my list, too, Simone, because I thought I almost had that. I was like, oh, yeah, the vibrator that totally, like, sent your info to everyone. Man. Oh, my awful. God. Just yeah. so, the, the epitome. <laughs> we talk about it. It is. It is the perfect product for this it's show. It's, it's at the, the point of privacy and fun gadgets and uh and weirdness making it weird and uncomfortable. making it weird uh and and stealing your privacy uh so yeah the smart vibrator smart hairbrush juicero and the macbook pro this is a <laughs> list my friends so these are by the way the worst things it. these are the things you should not buy worst things y'all worst you should things. not buy them but 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 especially the, the the vibrator that gives your personal information or or whatever information a vibrator clicks i don't know but it's it's not good because you certainly don't want that cap- that i mean it's the How creepiest creepy right is that i mean oh it's the creepiest God. well imagine that if it had like a voice thing like pumped into it could you oh even imagine God. if it had like alexa functionality oh right like the the, the things oh that that God. vibrator could hear like i don't even want to think about it um <laughs> Um, uh, the, 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 the Juicero, you know, the Keurig from hell. And, and of course, like 
the smart hairbrush that no one wanted. Um, oh, and then and then the laptop that that costs more than your car payment, um, but but is not as good as the four or five year old one you're replacing. Yeah, oh, great, great, great much. list, guys. This is good. All right. Well, what are we up to this week, Christina? What are you up to? Um, so I'm coming to New York City um, this weekend. Um, I will be in from Friday during the day through Tuesday night. Um, I have like a 10 p.m. flight out or something. Um, to uh, I'm going to be at my friend Ali's wedding, and that'll be fun. But I hope to see other people while I'm there. So if you, if you hear this and you want to want to get together, um, uh, holler. Simone, I don't know if you're going to be in town or not, but if, if you want to get brunch or something on Sunday, I would love to see you. Um, uh, I don't think I'll be in town, but I would love to. Oh, you're not going to be in town. Okay, never mind. All right, well, we will find each other sometime, hopefully, sooner Someday. rather than later. No, we should keep Someday. avoiding each other studiously. I know, I know. I, I, I was like, I bet you're going to be home for Christmas. I'm going to be home for Christmas. So if you're in the oh, Seattle no, area, we'll I want to see you then. Paths. We literally will. It's the worst. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm doing this weekend, finishing up some stuff for work. But the big thing is uh, that I'm going to be home for the holidays or wedding days as they are. Noise. Let me tell you something. Simone, yeah. like when Christina Warren says, I would like to meet you for brunch, you pick up that phone. Like you make that work <laughs> with your schedule. I would if I were in town. Yeah. Yeah. But if she's not in town, she's yeah. got her phone on. She's fancy. <laughs> Bree, what are you up to this weekend? Uh, or this I week, rather? I am to my new gorgeous house. <gasps> yes. Where, yes, 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 yes. I cannot wait to show y'all pictures. It is... Is going to be majestic. My dog's new. They're going to have all new neighbors to annoy. It's going to be amazing. And our next door neighbor has a 1967 uh, Corvette Stingray, which I'm very, very excited about. So, uh, yeah, very excited about that. Are you creeping on it? You just like leaning uh, out your window, looking yeah, in, being I'm just like, gonna, hmm. I'm going to be driving up. I'm going to be like, hey. you know, it's a pretty, we both have cool cars. Nice, I noticed yeah, we both have cool yeah. cars. Let's be friends. Yeah, yeah. Hey. We should be friends. I love it. Hey, I'm Brianna Wu. <laughs> I love cars. I do. It's not what you sound Don't like at all. Me. I'm sorry. Don't judge me. No, oh my god, we're doing impression. so much yeah. uh, game of the year video stuff right now. It has been a very hectic week. Um, coming up on the launch of my next show, which will be on Monday. I'm very excited for Encyclopedia that. Encyclopedia Simone, right? Encyclopedia That's what Simone, it is, right? <laughs> yeah. I need more time. Um, yeah, we're doing, and we we just uh, our new video producer just started today. One of two. The next one starts in January, and I'm super super excited to work more with both of them. Uh, and until then, I will just be working until I pass out and die, because that is what the holidays are in media. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, though. I, You know, I like work that keeps me busy. Seems healthy. Yeah. Very healthy. Of course it is. And I'm about to make some cookies. So I'm actually really excited for that. No, it's 11 p.m. Like I'm making shortbread. It's fine. Can you give us any sort of like hint for what the uh, ge- what your choice of game of the year is going to be? My personal choice or Polygon's choice? Yeah. Your personal choice. I can't yet because I'm still playing. I mean, not that I can give you a hint for Polygon's choice either because no, I, a, I've forgotten. That cause, but mostly cause for me, it's because I I just there's still a bunch of stuff that I want to make sure I get some time with before I choose. Um, but I will be releasing my own list. And uh, between now and then, I will be playing things nonstop. Christina, I will tell you Polygon's game of the year. It's going to be Breath of the Wild. It just is. There's no way I mean, it's not. I mean, I, I, mean, I would hope that, that yeah. would be it. 
Yeah. I would hope that would be it because it's so good. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, and I think you can make a valid argument for Mario Odyssey too. Uh, but I think Breath of the Wild, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, that would be my pick. But, but I'm not a games reporter um, and I'm not a gaming website. And I'm not a game developer. So my, my <laughs> opinion doesn't matter. should be a gaming website. <laughs> it should be. CMac.com. <laughs> CMac.games. There we go. CMac.games. Oh my God. Yes. Oh no. You only review oh no. Mac games that are compatible with the Mac. Oh, oh my all god! Four of them? You, all four yeah, of them. Yeah, I was gonna say, you guys, should I should I register cmac.games and do a Twitch channel where I like? Yes. Do yes. Because okay. you, what you yes. need to do is more work. Yes. Actually, Christina. Yes, that's right. Okay. S- stop being so lazy with your five careers. All right, Christina. I know. Where I'm just we, saying, like, I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Where can we find you online, Christina? Oh <laughs> uh, well, well, you can hopefully soon find me at cmac.games. Uh, I don't have that registered yet, so it, don't register that. I, I'm I want it. <laughs> Uh, but you can find me at film underscore girl uh, on the Twitters, the Instagrams. Uh, I think I still have a Snapchat. I haven't used it in a long time. I'm going to be totally dead honest. Um, I, I, I kind of lost interest at the same time I lost interest with spectacles. And uh, you can find my work, my actual work stuff at channel9.msdn.com. And uh, yay. Yeah. Brianna, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Space Cat Gal. And you can also find uh, support my congressional campaign at supportbrianna.com. So. Yeah. You can find awesome. my videos at youtube.com slash polygon. Um, and I think, shoot, I wanted to link to our new uh, video producer's video cover letter, which, by the way, if you ever want to hire anyone, what we discovered is make them make a video cover letter because it will change <laughs> your life. <laughs> it's so much better for getting to know people, although people will also send you weird videos of their genitalia. Um, oh no! But oh, no. you can also get to know people really well, like I said. Um, Brian did not do that to us. He sent us a wonderful cover letter, uh, which I've watched like five times, and every time I freaking love it. It's so cute. So I'm putting that in the show notes because I can. Because I'm the I boss. I feel like in both of those use cases, you're getting to know the person really well. Exactly. With one <laughs> like, scenario, yeah. you can look at it immediately and say, "I don't want to hire you." And with right. the other, you can be like, I, I, I know, I feel like I know this person. Like we can sit down and have a conversation over coffee. I'm so glad that they showed me their balls, and that's a good feeling. Um, that's what she said. Uh, that's what she said. I did. All right. Uh, yes. So YouTube.com/slash/plugon Doomquasar on Twitter, and of course you can review the show at uh, Apple Podcasts, and you can also share it with your friends. Let them know that you like it, uh, that you enjoy what we do here. We really appreciate that. And use offer code ROCKET at checkout. Like, for anything. Like, Everywhere. You're, you're shopping at Amazon? Use try offer yeah, code ROCKET. It might work. It, it you probably won't work. But, but but if it does, we might not. We're probably not going to get credit for yeah. it. But you we know what? We can't promise anything. Anyway. But there's no, no harm it's, in trying. It's, it's like that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where uh, Mac wants to use the um, – uh, uh, which call it the David uh, David Buster's money at other restaurant chains, and they never work. <laughs> but he's like convinced. Oh he's like, but he's like, but I can go to this this other Applebee's someplace else, and I can I I can try the David Buster's money there. It'll work. And and everyone's like, dude, no, it won't. That's the thing. You can literally use the rocket code everywhere. It'll work some yeah. places. Who knows? Everywhere. But but just just especially our sponsors. Make sure you're using the the code because we want. Please do that. We 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 want the credit, and we we uh, we know you love us. So 
And we want that sweet money. So, well, okay, before the show is terminated. Before the this show episode is of Rocket is terminated. Uh, no, 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 it's not terminated. No. Because we forgot It's to not terminated yet. All right, fine. A listener. Yes. Who oh, actually, my God, yes. Right. Yes. So this is Elorg on Twitter. I wish I had her real name. But she saw uh, us on Twit and uh, Christina and I, like, over the course of years. And has actually been working to marathon every single episode of rocket even the bad ones like she even is the bad ones. she's bad listened ones, to all of them and this is my favorite part so after she's gone through and she's listened to 150 episodes she's like and now i think i'm gonna write a review and it's like it's like i i don't even know what to do with that like waiting till 150 episodes i mean i appreciate that she binged listened yeah. and frankly yes. like I, I wish that we had. I wish that we had multiple. We we had more uh, of the rocket shirts. I'm not even joking. Like I wish yeah. we, next time we next time we do a run, uh, we, we should get one extras. just for you. Yeah, We've yeah. Well, to. I mean, I think We've we should do that to. like for ourselves anyway. Should we order extras? So four times like this because if anybody has ever been deserving of. Remember when we had the stickers? I wish I knew where my stickers were too. Um, I'd love to put them on my laptop. But w- w- when next time we do some sort of swag thing, Elor, we're gonna send you one gratis because anybody who's willing to binge listen to 150 episodes of our podcast and listen to three years of our stuff mm-hmm. wow and and that's old amazing. news too like that's the thing like that's what i'm saying well that's, that's not the thing. evergreen it's, it's, no that's what i'm saying it's not like the mark maron w2f show where it's like interviews it's like great i'm you listening heard about opinions predict- that have changed yeah we're, we're like i'm listening to predict the new iphone that turned out not to be the new iphone like remember you know, when i was excited through- about the new macbooks yeah Oh no! Uh, anyway, well, we're me- wow, remember we when love you didn't you, live Elark. in New York? Like, what an we amazing do thing that you've done! But also, like, let's just comment on this a second before we go because it is like getting near the holiday season. I'm just getting thankful and like you know sappy, and also we're still close to our 150 you know episode mark. But like, I'm so grateful that I've had the last three years to spend with you guys. Seriously, your no, Facebook this post show has was been the best. Perfect. And I oh. meant to corner on it, but I was on my phone on the subway or something. But yeah, <laughs> I can't believe three years. This is such a huge fixture of my life. And it's so weird. It's so good. Like it, the way you got on this show, Simone, was and, like, pure the chance. Fact that, and the fact that, like, I mean, Christina, like, I saw you at WWDC, and I'm like, I yep. hope Christina Warren will do a show with me. And, like, look at us. Like, all these years later, we're one of the best shows on our network. So. So proud. Oh, just amazing. Yeah. Yay. Now, Yay. this episode mm. of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.